Praise the Lord. We welcome you to our live broadcast today, Sunday, January 29, 2023. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we're here again. And it's by your grace. We thank you for the week. And we welcome you, Holy Spirit, to speak to us, speak to us, and help us to have understanding of your word. Father, we commit everything to your hands in this new series we are entering. And pray that you continue to bless your people as they hear your word and do those things you are asking them to do, which is according to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our instrumental is taken from Brackele Brassi on YouTube. Today's series, Stand Up For Jesus. The series outline. Today we be let my people go. You can see it on the screen. God is bigger than your problems. That's next week. The third week we will stop the slumber. Fourth week we are watchman, watchwoman. The fifth week we will stand up for Jesus like the early church did. Sixth week will be absolute faith in God, the only way to go forward for believers. We will continue to adjust as we are led. Today's topic, let my people go. The outline, introduction to this series, stand up for Jesus. Item two, a Pharaoh once kept God's people in bondage. Third, 21st century Pharaohs are keeping God's children in bondage. For we're going to be calling on the 21st century pharaohs to let God's children go so they can worship God. And our song, of course, is our theme for the series, Onward Christian Soldiers. Praise the Lord. Introduction to the series, Stand Up for Jesus. Praise the Lord. Scripture, please. I read from Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father gave the Son the authority, all authority in the heavens and the earth, everything. And he told his disciples as he was about to ascend into the heavens. And Jesus Christ's Son gave his followers then and now the charge to go into the world, not invite the world, but to go into the world and preach the good news of his sacrifice and of Father's forgiveness for the sins of humanity, of their restoration into sonship and daughtership with God. Christ also charges followers to teach those who believe as they go into the world to obey his commands and to live accordingly. And he promises followers that he will always be with them to the end of the age. 
Praise the Lord. The lost apostles and the early church took their charge to go into the world very seriously. So seriously did they take that charge that many paid for it with their lives as they went into lands that they have never been to in their lives. They stood up for Jesus no matter the adversity. In the face of tribulations, deprivations, beatings, imprisonments, and even death. They stood up for Jesus. When they were not out preaching on the streets, seaside, marketplaces, and whenever people gathered, they met to hear the word of God. Not to merry making and dance. They broke bread and worshipped God. Then they went out again. That was their 24-7 routine. They had no accord with the world. So the world can make it easy for them to preach. No. Have you understood that the world was under the sword of the evil one? How can you negotiate with your enemy? Suddenly, the devil came calling and deceived some within to sabotage the gospel of Christ when they gave in to their greed and the love of the things of the world. So much are yet to be written on what has happened in more than 2,000 years of church history. Only in eternity will you and I, those who are there, know exactly what went down. Because so many things have been buried. The tortures of the saints through the centuries, from the first century to even I'm saving now in some places in the world. Only in eternity will you know those who stood up for Jesus. And I hope that the you and I will not be ashamed. What is important for you and I to understand as we explore the issues in this series is that the charge to go to the world has not changed. The method of delivery of that charge, which is the gospel of Christ, has not changed. And the Lord's presence in his church has not changed. You and I cannot be bystanders. The Lord is calling you and I to wake up from our slumber and to stand up for him who died for our sins and rose again for our justification. Only him we preach. We preach him crucified and resurrected. Any other gospel is from the pits of hell. The gospel of the world is from the pits of hell. Let's go to number two. A pharaoh once kept God's people in bondage. There was once a pharaoh. Pharaoh was the king of Egypt. Scripture, please. I read from Exodus chapter 1, verses 6 to 11. In time, Joseph and all of his brothers died, ending that entire generation. But their descendants, the Israelites, had many children and grandchildren. In fact, they multiplied so greatly that they became extremely powerful and filled the land. Eventually, a new king came to power in Egypt who knew nothing about Joseph or what he had done. Verse 9, he said to his people, Look, the people of Israel now outnumber us and are stronger than we are. 10. We must make a plan to keep them from growing even more. If we don't, and if war breaks out, they will join our enemies and fight against us. 
then they will escape from the country. 11. So the Egyptians made the Israelites their slaves. They appointed brutal slave drivers over them, hoping to wear them down with crushing labor. They forced them to build the cities of Pitham and Ramses as supply centers for the king. Praise the Lord for his word. Verse 9 said, Look, the people of Israel now outnumber us and are stronger than we are. I want you to keep that in mind. The oppressors are never greater in number than the oppressed. And yet the oppressors continue to oppress. Scripture, please. I read from Exodus chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. That same day, Pharaoh sent this order to the Egyptian slave drivers and the Israelite foremen. Do not supply any more straw for making bricks. Make the people get it themselves. Praise the Lord. Watch that. Pharaoh sent this order to the Egyptian slave drivers and Israelite foremen. So, Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, thought he was wise. He saw that the people of Israel were now greater in number and stronger than the Egyptians. So he made his plan. He appointed brutal slave drivers over them. What prevented those people from grabbing those slave drivers? These last were my number. But he succeeded in enslaving them. Why? Let's say we can surmise why Pharaoh succeeded in enslaving the Israelites because they were not united. If the Israelites had been united and had one mind, they would have overthrown the Pharaoh and the Egyptians and gone. And they were not united because they were not following the steps of Jacob, the ancestor. Because if they had followed in the precepts that Jacob had laid down for his children, then they would have known. And because they were not following the ancestor who followed God, they couldn't follow the Lord. So that's why they were not united. Had they been united, Pharaoh would never have succeeded. They would have banded together and thrown up the yoke of Pharaoh. Pharaoh is an example of how oppressors, the template of dictators and oppressors everywhere, starting from your little villages or communities or to, or to the empires and to the kingdoms and countries. The enemy always will divide, come to the family, divide them so he can break through. If a family is united, nobody can break them. And therefore, if the family of Christ is, is united, nobody can cause division. But there's always those traitors and saboteurs that's in the world and in the church of God, they are, we call them dogs. So in Exodus chapter 5, verse 6, we saw Pharaoh had Egyptian slave drivers and Israelite foremen. So that's the template of dictators. The Israelites were foremen. They went to their midst and picked some people and made them over loss over their people. And they were only too happy so long as they were getting more benefits than their countrymen. Isn't that what happens everywhere in the world? 
once he's able to get spies within their midst and put four men, he has succeeded in dividing them and he will rule them forever. Because four men's loyalties or hangers on are never to their people, and that goes in the church. Scripture, please. Exodus chapter 7, verses 10 to 12. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did what the Lord had commanded them. Aaron threw down his staff before Pharaoh and his officials, and he became a serpent. Then Pharaoh called in his own wise men and sorcerers, and these Egyptian magicians did the same thing with their magic. They threw down their staffs, which also became serpents. But then Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Praise the Lord. Please note this, and I make this, I want every child of God to know this. Nothing that happens in the physical realm has not been negotiated in the spiritual world. The kings of this world are able to manipulate and oppress using the physical means we have just de described. They divide and rule tactics. But there's a spiritual side where they're being empowered by the, from the pits of darkness. So Pharaoh had his wise men and sorcerers. These magicians did wonderful things to warn the people and make them to be afraid of Pharaoh. So physically the people are being intimidated, the Egyptians, and of course Israelites more importantly. So his rule can continue, but he now has to bring the spiritual side, which is the dark spiritual. That's where the devil, the empire, the, the, the principalities and powers are giving him authority over the Egyptian empire. So always remember in the world we have today, all the kings and Presidents and founders of ministries or whatever who are not serving God are serving the devil. They are all under the influence of evil spiritual powers, which is where believers see the only way you can break through is through prayers, through crying to God and standing up for Jesus. Praise the Lord. So we have seen Pharaoh in Egypt and we know he failed. So let's go to the next item. 21st century pharaohs are keeping God's children in bondage. We're going to find out who are 21st century pharaohs. Remember, we have, we have talked about the world now. We use Egypt holding God's people in bondage. But today, some people are holding God's people in bondage. The world is not the one keeping believers in bondage. Please, no child of God can be under the bondage of the world unless you submit yourself to them. But we happen to be, many of us, in bondage because of just like we're in Egypt. Fallen church leaders through the centuries have been keeping God's people in bondage. Did you hear what I said? Fallen church leaders through the centuries have been keeping God's people in bondage. There was a time they used force to convert people to their brand of apostate Christianity. The same thing we accuse some other religions today was being done. Force people to convert or be, or, or be killed. Dominant apostate Christian denominations use torture and threats of death and even murders to instill fear during the Dark Ages, the period from the 4th century to 15th century in that range. They didn't want anyone to question and or contradict the doctrines of demons and of human beings that they were teaching. Think of the Roman Catholic Inquisitions. 
so brutal, oh, the tortures, and the heinous killings of those who refuse to bow down to the Pope and accept his supreme authority, and those who preached or promoted the gospel of Christ once delivered to the saints. Those were not the enemies of the so-called church. I want you to think of that. The Roman Catholic Inquisitions can never be detailed fully because so many have been suppressed. So many people died. So many people died because they refused to bow down to the doctrines of Rome and their Pope. God's name has been used to wage wars and commit all sorts of atrocities for several centuries by religious and secular potentates. In the 21st century, the devil's approach is more covert. That's why many people do not understand, even many believers. A wood of pine that insists that is what we have today is more dangerous to the faith of believers because it's very covert. Overt persecutions are easy to recognize. Covert, no. That's why many believers are in bondage. Fallen church leaders have been keeping their followers in bondage using their well-appointed, well-decorated cathedrals where they dish out falsehoods to them on a weekly basis. Some of the church leaders have used tribalism or racism or some other isms to get new followers. Others have used promises of wealth to attract the greedy and the ill-informed and ill-educated. Some, like Pharaoh, have magicians working for them. I'm talking about here, general overseers and pastors and bishops and whatever name. I'm not, this, I'm not, I'm in the church. Those who say they are believers in Christ. If you know, you are, if you can't take the heat, you run. Because you say you're a believer, but you are what? Using magicians to work for you? Or you're a magician yourself? And you say you're working for God. No, you are not. You have used enchantment to wow and keep your followers bound. That's why they're always coming to you for more. Even despite your falsehoods, your false testimonies, they still come back for more. Even when they know that what you're saying is wrong because you have used magic to hold them. I tell you, there's no God. There's God. Just like Pharaoh perished with his army, you too will perish if you do not. If you do not. If you do not. Let God's people go. We are going to the next item. We are calling on 21st century Pharaohs to let God's children to go and worship our God. That's the child today. Scripture, please. Exodus chapter 5, verse 1. After this presentation to Israel's leaders, Moses and Aaron went and spoke to Pharaoh. They told him, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, let my people go so they may hold a festival in my honor in the wilderness. Praise the Lord. See what God told Pharaoh is applicable today. To let God's people go and hold a festival in their homes, in their communities. Next scripture, please. Exodus chapter 8 verse 1 Then the Lord said to Moses Go back to Pharaoh and announce to him 
This is what the Lord says. Let my people go so they can worship me. Praise the Lord. Dear church leaders, bishops, general overseers, presidents and founders of ministries, pastors, deacons, please, God is asking you today like he told Moses, let my people go. Release my children in that you have kept in bondage with your lives and evil lifestyles. God wants you to let his people go so they can have festivals in his honor, in the wilderness, in their homes. So that they can go and worship him in truth and in spirit. So Mr. G.O. and Mr. Pastor, why are you keeping God's children in bondage in your cathedrals and building school churches and ministries? The only purpose there is to enrich yourselves and your cohorts and your followers, those who are well connected. Did any of you, by the way, die for your followers on the cross? Does only one person know who died for his followers on the cross? Are your followers your servants or your slaves? If truly you know Christ, or maybe you knew him some time ago, why have you not been feeding his flock with the spiritual food, which is the word of God? If truly you even knew Christ at some point, please think, why have you been feeding your followers with poisons? That is doctrines of demons and those of human beings. If you truly say you ever knew Christ, why have you been feeding them food that make them love the world so much? Scripture, please. John chapter 4, verses 19 to 24. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship, while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gerizim? where our ancestors worshipped. Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit. So those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Praise the Lord for his word. Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming. When it will no longer matter when you worship Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem or near other place. And verse 23 said, the time is come indeed now, because Christ knew, you know, the moment he is crucified, the temple will be over. The worship will not be off. When true worshipers worship Father in spirit and in truth. The Father looking for those who worship him that way, for God is spirit. So those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. In the scripture we've just read, the Lord told his children what true worship is. And we are to worship God. True worship is worship God in spirit and in truth because God is spirit. That's number one. 
Where are we to worship God? Not in any specific places. Not in any specific mountains. Not even in Jerusalem. Or any specific human constructed buildings called churches that may sit one million people at a time. We are to worship God wherever we are. Because God is in all places. I thought wherever you are, it doesn't matter what job you are doing, you worship God there in your heart. Whatever you are doing, worship God if you are a child of God. Because believers are God's temples. No building today is a temple. You can call it any name you like. You can put all the decorations in the world. It doesn't make it anything. Because if God's presence is not there, it is just a building. So please, my dear 21st century pharaohs, you big GOs, named sounding GOs, keeping millions in bondage, pastors of congregations, deacons in high flowing robes. Oh yes, even the man that sits in Rome, all of you, please release God's people so they can worship him. Because judgment is about to come. Stop holding people in bondage. Your cathedrals are not where God is. God is in the heart of any child of God because is any child of God faithfully worshiping him or following Christ is a temple of God. Release your people. You are keeping God's people in bondage. And the Lord is saying today, let my people go so they can worship me whenever I ask them to worship me. Only he died on the cross. Not you Pope, not you Bishop, not you Archbishop, not you Jew, not you Pastor, not you Deacon, not you anything. Let the people of God out of your home so they can worship God in spirit and in truth wherever they are. Please my brothers and sisters who are in bondage, run! <laughs> oh boy. I say run because you have no excuse. If you die today and you are deceived, you lost because you are supposed to have read the Bible and know that these men and women are not speaking for God. That you are in bondage. I know many of you are being held there by enchantments. But through the preaching of the word, those enchantments have been broken. If you hear this message and believe, those enchantments will never affect you. And when your eyes are open, tell your brothers and sisters so the eyes also can be opened. I plead with you, child of God. As you hear this message, the bondage that you are in, will be, your eyes will be opened. Your heart will be opened. And when it does, I'm saying, please, tell others. Because they are keeping God's people in bondage. And the time has come, God is saying, let my people go so they can worship me. Whatever I ask them to worship me. The only church stood up for Jesus. You now and I must stand for Jesus. I've done my part. You've got to do your part. Because we're soldiers of Christ. This is the time. There's no point saying tomorrow or being a coward. This is the time. As we sing the song on what Christian soldiers. On what Christian soldiers. Marching us to war. We don't go with arms, we go with the cross of Jesus. Going on before. Christ the royal master leads against the foe forward into battle. See his banner go. 
you and I must follow him with a cross, not with what the arms and ammunition, but with the cross of Jesus. Our Christian soldiers marching us to war with the cross of Jesus going on before. the sign of triumph Satan's host not flee yes he's flying today I can tell you he's running away with this message all day Christian soldiers on to victory hell's foundations are quivering with this message and a shout of praise whenever you are my brothers lift up your voices loud your anthems let it raise today wherever you are because the enemy is in flight because of the grace that Christ has given us Christian soldiers marching us to war, but we go with the cross of Jesus going on before. Like a mighty army moves the church of God. Brothers and sisters. We are trading where the saints have thrown. Remember the saints have gone before us. We are not divided, those who have known the truth. All one body, united, we. We, all, no division. One in hope and doctrine. And one in charity, that's one in love. All what Christian soldiers, marching us to war with the cross of Jesus going on before. Oh, what then, you people? Join our happy throng. Blend with ours your voices in the triumph song. Let's glorify God. Let us sing our praises. Let us honor our Christ, who is our King and our Lord. This through countless ages, men and angels will continue to sing and praise Father God and His Son, who died for us. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, thank you for today. Thank you for the message. Thank you for the message, Lord. Thank you for the message, Lord. Manifest your power through this message. Free the people who hear this message who are still under the bondage of the enemy. That they be free, that they will also minister to others. This message, Father, I pray, let it go forth in power. Let it go forth in power to break the yokes. To break the yokes, Lord, of the modern day pharaohs who are keeping your people in bondage in what I've constructed as church when they are not church. Help to free them, Father. You are God. Only you are God. You know everything. Have mercy on us for having fallen. Have mercy on us, those of us who have slumbered and are still slumbering. Wake us up, Lord, with this message. And as you wake us up, Lord, give us the courage to move forward. To stand up for Jesus, your son. And never to relent until the coming of Jesus, your son. Or until we see him in glory. 
Father, we give you all the praise and honor. Bless the homes of all who watch and tune into this message. Especially those who share these messages, Lord. Especially those who continue to gain from this message and teach others the way of the truth. Help them to continue to do the needful, Lord. And as they do, Father, continue to bless them and their homes. Preserve them from the evil one, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon all who will and who will access these messages. May your mercy reign. May you continue to abide in their lives. May your counter shine upon all. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Praise the Lord. We'll see you next Sunday by His grace. Be praying for us as we pray for you.